Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Big stories. Big guests. The big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Uh, Okay, well, let's uh, dive into this next issue because I think it's an important issue. It's unfortunately an ongoing issue, Uh, the issue of vaccines and uh, opposition to vaccines, hesitancy about vaccines. But, of course, the overwhelming uh, medical and scientific evidence as to the uh, safety and efficacy of vaccines. How do we refute some of these conspiracy theories? How do we help uh, ease the minds of those who have questions or are hesitant about vaccines? Well, someone who's been uh, fighting this fight for some time uh, is up with a really interesting new book. Tim Caulfield is Canada Research Chair in Health Law and Policy at the University of Alberta. He's a professor in the Faculty of Law and the School of Public Health. Also a research director with the U of A's Health Law Institute. Uh, his latest book is called The Vaccination Picture. Uh, Tim Caulfield, welcome to the program. Uh, thanks. This is a different kind of book. I mean, you've written a few books before, and this is unlike your other books. It's certainly a book about science and evidence and then these very important things. But the, the look and feel of this, talk a bit about what you were going for with this. Uh, you're right. This was a collaboration, actually, with some world-renowned artists. And what we were trying to do is um, think of a new way to engage this controversial topic, right? So thinking a new way to talk about uh, the science around vaccination, uh, talk about vaccination myths, uh, but also to talk about, you know, why people believe these myths and, and the issues that are driving the acceptance of these myths. In it, we wanted to talk about it in a unique way. And uh, we thought working with these fantastic artists was one way to do it. And hopefully people will be intrigued by the art and, you know, kind of stay for the uh, scientific message. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a gorgeous book, right? I mean, it, it almost uh, feels like a, like a graphic novel kind of book, but it's, uh, I mean, a lot of different essays. It, I mean, the information's presented in, in not typical ways when it comes to a book like this. Uh, that's right. And, and uh, the, as you know from seeing it, we try to get different kind of art, right? So we have some that does have kind of a graphic novel feel and other art, uh, including my brother's art, actually, that's uh, a little bit more a little bit more edgy, right? So we yeah. hope that, you know, there's art that appeals to everyone. Uh, but also, you know, we try to have the essays and, and the, the science facts in a, presented in a way that will be relevant to everyone, right? Because this is a hot topic that's not going away, uh, and we need to be discussing these important issues. Right. And I mean, you know the challenges in, in getting through to uh, the people maybe we need to get through to. And, and you worry then that even with a book like this, that, that the appeal is going to be to people who, who believe that this is a problem, that the people aren't not enough people appreciate the, the importance of vaccines. And maybe the people who are, are skeptical or outright anti-vaccine, that maybe they're not going to be the ones to, to pick this up and read it. Well, you're right. And, and, you know, you're preaching to the choir kind of kind of concern, right? Yeah. Well, what we hope this book does, and, and you know this well, Rob, you're not, the chance of, of changing the mind of an individual that's a hardcore anti-vaxxer, right, is very, very small. 
Right. Um, uh, the, we hope that this, and, and luckily that, that group of individuals is relatively small, you know, probably talking single digits, right? Um, this book is, is aimed at, you know, everyone else, you know, and I, I think that uh, it's those individuals that are vaccination hesitant who, for whatever reason, uh, may have concerns about vaccination. They're trying to do the right thing with their kids. Um, perhaps, you know, they'll get something from this book. And, and if you believe the research, uh, there was recent research by Josh Greenberg that found that about 27, 28% of, of Canadians have some concerns, of parents have some concern about vaccination that's tied to the myth uh, that vaccinations cause autism. That's a huge number, right? And those are vaccinated people that are that kind of vaccination hesitant. So hopefully a book like this will uh, allow them to engage this topic uh, in a different way uh, and will interest them. Well, and that side of the debate must be so frustrating because, of course, we, we have the notorious study uh, almost 20 years ago from Andrew Wakefield that's been discredited in, in every imaginable way. We, we're just going through all of this again. The, some researchers at UBC had put out a similar kind of story. That's now been retracted. It seems as though the, the data used for this study was, was altered in, in some ways. And so here we go again. Uh, you're right. And the frustrating thing is once that, that information is out there, it's so hard to counter it. And, and in fact, the retraction uh, becomes part of the conspiracy theory narrative, right? Yeah. It, it, it's, you know, it's being, it's been retracted because there are these, you know, big pharma forces at play or, or whatever. Um, and so it becomes very, very difficult to counter it. Uh, so I do think that, that what we need to do, and there's a little evidence to back this up, is we do need to get um, online and be, and, uh, you know, whether you're talking about social media, whether you're talking about in the popular press, and sort of correct the record and say what the science actually says. And there's a little bit of evidence if you do that quickly and you do that consistently and you do that in a way that is transparent and you're a trusted voice, you can shift the narrative a little bit, perhaps not short term, uh, but long term. And so, you know, it, fighting these anti-vax myths, there's no quick fix. Uh, it's going to require um, a bunch of science communication tools. When you look at the overall picture in Canada, and it's interesting when when it comes to the uh, vaccination rates and, and, you know, how many parents are getting their kids vaccinated, the numbers vary. I wonder how much of the, the hesitancy is complacency, Tim, because it seems as though maybe some of the, the diseases we're more worried about, maybe we see higher rates. Uh, what seems to be the connection? Why there's there's higher uptake for, for some vaccines, not for others? Uh, you're right, and I, I think we need to also always be cautious not to to oversimplify this, that there are all some anti-vaxxers that believe anti-vaccination myths. Uh, that's not the case. You know, um, having ac- easy access to vaccinations, having access to a healthcare provider that you trust, all of those things can have an impact on on vaccination, and complacency might be part of it, right? Not re- understanding both the, the risks associated with not getting vaccinated uh, and the benefit of vaccination. So this is complex, right? It's not just uh, vaccination myths that are driving this. Having said that, you know, I think there is a reasonable body of evidence that suggests that, you know, the belief in vaccination myths, and I've already referenced to one of them, um, can have an impact. And, you know, there's interesting research that shows just being exposed to conspiracy theories around vaccination can impact vaccination uh, intention, even, even if you don't buy full-on believe the conspiracy, just being exposed to false balance in the media around vaccination can have an impact on vaccination hesitancy. So how we talk about vaccination matters, right? Encountering these these broad myths matters. Uh, And so I hope, you know, this book adds to that debate in a constructive manner. Yeah, I think it's an interesting point. I mean, even for 
Uh, most people, I think there's always a question of, of what if, right? I mean, uh, if, if I was sailing on a boat on Loch Ness, the idea that there's a monster looking beneath the water seems pretty preposterous, but I'd probably be looking around just, just in case, just out of curiosity. And I, I think when it comes to something as serious as, you know, you're, you're sticking a needle in my child, uh, I mean, even that, that little hint of doubt, that, that can have quite an impact. Uh, you're right, and, and there's evidence to back that up, uh, that up too. You know, there's been fascinating research re- recently on fake news, right, and the impact fake news has on how we think about issues. And you would think that um, most people are aware it's fake news, and sometimes these headlines are completely absurd. But interesting research shows that just being exposed to that noise, right, those kind of conspiracies, can make the conspiracy seem more plausible, right? So just, you know, it's that mere exposure effect. Uh, and that's what happens around vaccination, I think. You know, it, it just the constant exposure to this kind of, uh, of noise and these kinds of myths creates that, that little bit of doubt and makes that little, that whatever the topic is, uh, seem more plausible. So I think you're right. It, it creates that hesitancy. And, and we've got to think of creative ways that we can, we can counter that. Uh, we don't want to counter it, I think, with, with sensationalism. We don't want to, I think, counter it with um, um, insults. I think we want to counter it with trustworthy information that speaks to the values of the individual in question. Mm-hmm. There's another side of it, too, and you've written a lot about it, and, and you address it in the book, is what we might otherwise call uh, the alternative health movement, where it's not dressed up as uh, necessarily that big pharma's out to kill you or the government's trying to kill you. It, it's presented more in terms of, here's a different approach to health care. It's, it's dressed up in, in medical and, and, and health terms, that you can do this instead of that, that this is uh, one way of helping your child, therefore you don't have to do that. That, that can seem compelling to people. Uh, you're right, and I think that is another important part of, of this story, and you definitely see it in this space, right, Rob, around alternatives to, to vaccination. And sometimes you have these explicit, you know, homeopathic vaccinations being uh, a good example, and they're often presented in a kind of sciencey way that makes it sound, that makes them sound compelling, makes them sound somewhat legitimate. You have that, and, and then the other element they'll, they'll add is that it's not big pharma, that it's natural, and it's an alternative to uh, this, this other way of vaccinating your kid that doesn't have all the baggage. And, of course, that's a lie. Um, it's, you know, they're not effective, and there's other baggage involved with them. But you can understand. You can understand why people may be drawn to those kinds of arguments. Now, is this would it be wrong to look at this in, in a pessimistic sense that that holy crap, Tim Caulfield felt compelled to write a book like this? We must be losing the battle, or do you think we're making progress? Um, I think it's a little bit of both. <laughs> I think it's a little bit of both. I think we're starting. I don't know if you agree with me. You know, you you work in this space too. You think about these things. I think we're seeing more and more people talking about science and talking about the need to be, you know, to, for critical thinking uh, and talking about the need to, you know, combat vaccination myths, for example. I think we're seeing more of that. Uh, but at the same time, uh, we are um, still seeing, you know, uh, people you know, sort of buckling down on the vaccination myth. And now we have a president that's uh, in the United States that's anti-vax. We still have many celebrities that, that talk about this. So there's a lot of work to do. And I, and I think we can't come, become complacent, you know, Luckily, most Canadians support vaccination. Luckily, most uh, parents support the idea of vaccinating their kids. Uh, But I think we can't become complacent. I think we've got to really uh, respect the science and do our best to communicate it in a way that's meaningful to Canadians. Well, the book is called The Vaccination Picture. Tim Caulfield, uh, great talking to you as always. Thanks so much for making some time for us here. Thanks a lot, Rob.
There you go. That is Timothy Caulfield, Canada Research Chair in Health Law and Policy, University of Alberta, professor in the Faculty of Law and in the School of Public Health at the U of A, also research director of the Health Law Institute, the vaccination picture. Uh, his latest book, uh, again, presented in a really interesting way. You got about, uh, I think, seven or eight different artists who contributed to this book as well. So a unique way of, of kind of laying up the uh, the case for vaccines. 403-974-8255 is our number. we got a few other things to get to here and uh, much more still to come this afternoon. We're back after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.